Well, welcome everyone to Life with Lex. And today, um, I have something a little heavy to talk about. And I'm always saying that, but you know, it's just the way I feel right now. Right now I'm in my feelings, y'all. Okay, I'm in my feelings. Um, this power statement that I wanna make today is simply um, more of a power question. And that is, have you been loved well? And do you know what that looks like? Um, if you have never heard of me before, my name is Alexis M. Lott, also known online as Alexis M. Creative on all my social channels. And it is my job as a brand strategist and a minister, number one, as a brand strategist, I help people connect with their clients on digital mediums. And number two, as a minister of the gospel, I know that it is my job to help lead people into their purpose and out of trauma. And so on today's episode, we are talking about um, Olympic uh, hopeful Shakari Richardson and some of the conversation that has just been stirred on social media about this and how it has really led me to want to have a conversation with you um, about knowing what it is to love well and how not to live in extremes, meaning holding people accountable for the things that they do wrong while also choosing to um, extend grace and see a person as not the totality of their mistakes. So this um, kind of dichotomy, understanding how to live in the and, two things can be true about you at the same time. You can both need love and need discipline. You can both need correction and need mercy. You can both need to be shown, um, you know, criticism to get better. And you could also be need to be shown uh, grace. And so well, here's what sparked this. So if you don't know the backstory, um, Olympic hopeful Shakari Richardson qualified in uh, the 100 meter um, race to place her spot on the Olympic team for um, the 2021 Olympics in Tokyo. And so during that race, she shattered a world record. Um, and quickly after that, during the interview, she was asked about, you know, you know, her performance. And one of the things that she very quickly piped up and said was that she had just lost her mother. She found out that day. Um, and right after the race, she went and ran to her grandmother and her grandmother burst her and hugged her. Now, I don't know about what you saw. Um, well, let me finish telling the rest of the story. So basically, um, a few weeks later, it has come to light that Shakari Richardson has been randomly drug tested by the Olympic Committee, which every athlete has to endure. And it was found out that she tested positive for marijuana use. And she admitted on the Today Show about, about July 2nd, 2021, that she, in fact, did use weed as a coping mechanism uh, to help her manage some of the emotions that she was feeling surrounding um, the death of her mother and some other um, traumatic incidents in her life. So social media blows up and the commentary that so many of us are experiencing right now is kind of like this crosshair between she deserves to be stripped and not go to the Olympics. Um, you know, she needs to learn her lesson and the consequences of her actions need to be evident and then there's this dichotomy that says, um, you know, even funnier on Black Twitter, if it's not crack, let it run track. And the mindset there is, you know, 
why are we holding her to such an unfair standard? People who use weeds should not be demonized for their um, use of the drug. Um, so many different dichotomies. And so on today's episode, I don't really necessarily want to spend time talking about Shakari Richardson as much as I want to spend time digging into how we respond to people when they are in the wrong and ultimately the reflection of what that looks like for how we respond to ourselves when things are wrong and how we um, how we have a tendency as a people to live in extremes. That's what I want to address. So my response to the Shakari Richardson situation was simply this and I'm going to read you what I posted on my um you know social media account which you know received you know several shares but on my Facebook page um what I stated was don't be so quick to judge Shakari Richardson um this situation screams self-sabotage due to unhealed trauma if the allegations are true testing positive for marijuana right before the Olympics is classic self-sabotage behavior if you study the brain for more than five minutes like you would know this okay so what I said was she needs counseling ASAP to help her take responsibility for her actions while healing from her past I pray people around her can help her get a mentor and therapy she was bleeding emotionally right in front of us after in her interviews while everyone was talking about how hard she ran a trophy will last for a moment but the scars that she's carrying could last forever pray for her and so um, very, a lot of people agreed with me, more people um, agreed with me to disagreed. And in that statement, one of the things that I immediately saw was she made a bad choice. Um, there are consequences for bad choices, period. However, another thing can also be true about her at the same time is that she needed to come into an awareness of why she decided to make that choice and to be given an option to now receive the counseling that she needs to help her make better choices in the future. So um, one of the things that has been stirring in me just from the conversation is looking at social media's response to this. And I won't even um, say social media, I'll say people who are sharing their opinion about this situation with Shakari Richardson um, situation are like, she should have known better. This was stupid. You, you don't, you know, black people are held to a different standard. You don't never give a reason, a person, a reason to find fault in you. Um, and there's, there is no offering for grace and understanding there. And then the mindset is, you know, let her, let her go back and run. But there is also in that statement, no offering for accountability for her actions. So um, one of the ways that I, in helping people heal from trauma in my coaching practice and in my ministry over at thecherishedwoman.com is in one of the ways, personally, honestly, I have been shown, I will say true love is my leaders, my elders, and even God himself never allowed me to escape the consequences of my actions. But when I knew I was being loved well, that person or persons also did not hold me to the totality of my life being everything that I did wrong. So it is wholly possible for you to understand everything that you have done wrong in the situation and walk out the consequences, 
while also understanding that you are a person who is worthy of redemption and love and you need another chance at being able to do the right thing. Um, so think about it like this. Um, I think about life like shampoo and conditioner. Okay. If we all walked around here, um, shampoo and conditioner is used to cleanse the hair conditioner. Shampoo is used to cleanse the hair. Conditioner is used to soften the hair and make it more manageable. So if shampoo is the equivalent to um, judgment and let's say shampoo's responsibility is to cleanse, is to wash, is to get the impurities out because there's something there that is wrong. Dirt has built up, uh, oils have built up, dandruff, all kinds of stuff. And so shampoo's responsibility is to strip all of that away. Perfect. All right. That is shampoo's job. But what if you only walked around shampooing your hair when it got built up and matted and disgusting and you never used any conditioner? Your hair would get brittle. It would be fried. It would break. And I actually have experienced this in my life because there was a season in my life where I listened to someone who was like anti-conditioner and it didn't work out for my hair type. Um, But then you have people who exist in this world who are like conditioner only people. And all they want to do is soften and, you know, nourish and treat and help things, you know, have more vibrancy, more moisture. They are the type of people who are choosing to only see the good or who are choosing to only stay in the place where things are easy because what conditioner does, it makes the job easy to manage your hair. And so the reality is, um, and it also restores some of the oils that shampoo strips out. So the the point that I'm trying to make is that you can't live in a conditioner-only mindset either, where we continue to pile on um, soft things and then expecting there to be some sort of growth. Because eventually what conditioner will do, if you use too much of it, it will suffocate the oxygen and the cells at the bottom of your hair root and hair shaft, and you won't grow that way either because your hair will be so weighed down with this softness because it won't have any strength. And so in life, we need both. We need both shampoo and we need both conditioner. You need things to come in and to clarify and to cleanse. And you need to pay attention to the areas in your life where things where Holy Spirit is asking you, hey, clean this up. And you also need conditioner. You need some grace and some love and some softness extended to you all in the same breath. And so what we do and what I see a lot of people doing is choosing one or the other and operating in extremes is how we do not love people well. And it is so obvious to me online, just people sharing their opinions and their stories, how many people around us have not been loved well and what that and what that does to you. So when you end up being a conditioner only mindset person, ignoring the consequences, ignoring the wrong, ignoring where this person needs to grow up what you end up doing is enabling behavior. And so you never allow that person or yourself to take responsibility for the things that are going wrong. And then when you end up a shampoo only person, you need to, you know, a person who lives by the mindset of judgment, criticism, you need to change. You never open the door to also see what is right about that person. You only ever see the things that are wrong, the things need to change. And you live with a punishment minded mindset you live with a punishment geared mindset meaning you are constantly seeing how people um you know are wrong and what they need to do to fix their wrong there's nothing else about them that is good 
So, um, you know, they're, they're, I think what's happening in our culture though, is that we have to be very careful because there is a very perversive spirit out here that says, create rules around the way, the way that I feel. And so if this generation feels, oh, well, weed ain't that big of a deal. Um, it grows out of the ground. Why are people being punished for using it? Well, listen, if the standard for the Olympics is don't have this in your system, then don't have this in your system. It doesn't matter what other reasons there are behind it. It doesn't matter if it doesn't slow her down while she runs. The rule is the rule. And so you have to abide by it. And knowing this young lady's story, her history, knowing that she decided to break this rule, being fully aware that at any given moment, baby, they could drug test you. That means that there is something unwise happening when you know better you do better and so what that points to is is self-sabotage and so if you don't know what self-sabotage is it just it's a it's a clear time in your life where you miss an opportunity on purpose because secretly you are wrestling with emotions that scream louder than the opportunity in front of you so it could be fear it could be unhealed trauma it could be you know you're just you're just scared fear um, it could be um, any number of things. And so immediately when Shakari began to tell her story, I sensed that spiritually in her. So this young girl is, is wounded and she's hurting. And so track and field is a, is a way for her to lay it all on the field. And sometimes sports becomes an escape for people. But at the end of the day, you still have to live with yourself. And so the Olympics over, she got a medal. That's over the high of her life. And the, I'm no pun intended when I said high of her life. Oh my God. But the, the stage of her life is in front of her while also the biggest tragedy of her life is happening to her. And she's 21 years old. So there are some people who, when they hear me say that it's like, you're making an excuse for her. No, I'm not. I'm empathizing with the, all of the factors that are happening in this situation. She made a very bad choice and she has to deal with the consequences of that, whatever, you know, the Olympic committee decides that will be. But nonetheless, I think offering her nothing but punishment is choosing to ignore the other factors in her story, but only seeing all the factors in her story and not giving her any sort of accountability is also not loving her well either. And so enough about Shakari. I want to talk about you. And um, the question of the day is, have you been loved well? And what areas in your life are you allowing there both to be grace and truth? They're both to be what's right about you and what's wrong about you and allowing those two things to coexist at the same time. So hit me up, of course, on any social media outlet, shameless plug at Alexis M Creative on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I am open to this con- to have this conversation with you. Um, you can look on any number of my posts on Instagram, uh, one dedicated to this podcast, and we can talk about it in my comments or hit me up in my DMs. Um, do you know how to extend yourself grace? And in the mindset of healing from trauma, do you know how to see the ways that you have wounded other people and also the ways that people have wounded you? Um, and a victim mindset says, I only see the ways that I have been wounded. I don't take responsibility for the totality of the situation, which is other people's personalities, character traits, and life in this situation. Um, so it was a place I will say that learning how to be loved well 
was a place in my life that I had to get to. And, and I really didn't arrive to re- recognizing that I was being loved well until about 30. Um, because what I wrestle with, I always tell people I'm a recovering perfectionist. And when you live in life very young, um, being betrayed by major figures like parents being let down, um, when you are let down, you know, by people in circumstance, but especially in family context, you live your life constantly trying to prevent pain from happening again. And one of the ways that that manifested in my life was with perfectionist behavior. So not only did I hold myself to an unfair standard, I also held other people around me to a standard that says they could never be human. They can never have a bad day. They could never act ill towards me. And I needed people around me to be as transparent and as easy to work with as possible to finally give me the strength to relax and not have to walk around with my guard up. And so whenever a person messed up, I could never extend to them a mindset that says, what if there's more to them than this? And what if this is just a bad chapter or a bad season in their life? What if they didn't mean to treat me that way? And so what is forgiveness? Forgiveness then is the power to tell another story about that person's actions towards you. That's what forgiveness is. Forgiveness says, I'm going to allow the story of how you behave towards me to be different in my mind so that I can give myself permission to move on. And the reason why scripture is so in the, in the Bible, the reason why scripture is so clear about our ability to forgive others is in direct correlation to God's ability to forgive us is because it's completely unfair for us to want God to continue to bless us despite of us. And we cannot offer people that same grace. So yeah, I'm smiling right now. So it is, it is important. It is healthy to make sure that you are not walking in what scripture says, the seat of the scornful. Um, scripture also warns us, you know, watch out for the yeast of the Pharisees, basically watch out for the mindset of the person who was a rule follower, but can't follow the rules. Um, and then you end up walking in judgment and in criticism, um, of, of someone, but really deep down inside, you are also holding yourself to an unfair standard too. And so that's the one thing that I had to learn that was truth is that a lot of times when we, excuse me. Um, a lot of times when we are holding people to such a high standard and they need to always get it right in order for us to be feel safe, we also are extremely critical of ourselves. And any mistake we make, anytime we see imperfection, we are constantly rushing to clean it up. Excuse me, we are rushing to um, make it right or we are rushing to... Um, do damage control. That's a good word. And so it's becomes hard for us then to be extenders of mercy to people if we can't also extend that same thing to ourselves. So, you know, I just want you to know today's podcast episode, this is 19 minutes in, this one won't be long, but I do want you to kind of search yourself and just ask, have I been loved well? Do I know what it's like for someone to walk with me through life in full knowledge of the things that I get right? and the things that I get wrong and still choose to be here beside me? Or do people in my life 
have to qualify by all the things that they get right. And then the moment that they mess up or have things in their life that go astray, I am no longer as willing to extend to them grace and truth. And so it's just a, a reflection question. I just want you to ask yourself um, because we need to understand that we don't have to live in extremes. Two things can be true at the same time. All right. Remember, it's both shampoo and conditioner, baby. You need both. <laughs> okay. You need both. Well, listen, this has been a great podcast episode, and I have enjoyed sitting here and, you know, jarring you talking about the Shakari Richardson situation. Please continue to pray for her um, because she's, she's going to have to learn how to live with herself and grow and be a woman regardless of if she is in the world spotlight she's only one story that we have heard of there are countless stories of people uh, who i know personally like i have heard a man's testimony personally from my city who had an opportunity to go to the nba but he blew it um because of a, a situation that he was in and to this day he looks back at that situation and he tells people his story as a you know, as he walks around and he goes to teen summits and things like that. But he blew that situation by being involved in a crime. And you have to ask yourself the question, well, of course he had to deal with the consequences of his actions and he went to jail. But at the same time, you have to ask yourself a question, why did I blow that situation? And it's because deep down inside, underneath it all, you do not believe you were worthy. And so you put yourself in a situation where your actions then got you in a place where you closed the door to that opportunity because mentally you did not believe you were worthy and so when we live with that sense of self-defeat ultimately trauma in our lives that trauma does not heal and it can lead to some very real consequences so I just want you to know that if you are someone who feels as if I've squandered opportunities in my life because I wasn't mentally ready for them always know that God can redeem the time, but things won't be the way that they should have. Um, and all things don't happen for a reason. There are some times in our life where we do have to take responsibility for our actions. And when we blow things, we blow things and we have to live with them. Um, and remember, Jesus' responsibility was to take away the penalty of sin, not the presence of it. So we, as a people, were given an opportunity to live out our life with God in full knowledge, knowing everything that will be right about us and everything that will be wrong about us. But you don't have to live in extremes. Both things about you can be true at the same time. All right. I love you. This has been Alexis M. Lott, and you are doing life with Lex. And I hope to see you on these internets. You can find me on my handles at Alexis M. Creative on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. All right. And I hope to hear you soon in our very next podcast episode. Bye-bye. Well, my friend, we have reached the end of this episode together. And I have had fun with you. Um, now, listen, I promised you at the beginning of this episode that I was going to talk to you about an upcoming opportunity. On September 28th, 29th, and 30th, I am hosting a three-day learning and praying experience with my new launch called Teach Me How to Pray. And I want to pull together a powerful group of women of faith from all walks of life 
for us to get together and gather, learn about prayer, and then pray. Because there are some crazy things going on in this world right now. And I believe that God wants to use the voice of women to help push and propel this next phase of life that we are in forward. So all you have to do is go to thecherishedwoman.com where you can grab my latest ebook and you can sign up to be a part of that prayer initiative. Well, friends, this has been the end of our time together. If you love this podcast episode, give me a rating in the app store. You can also send me a DM on Instagram at Alexis M. Creative or Facebook, same handle, Alexis M. Creative. And you can also find any post related to this podcast at hashtag the healed life. Well, this has been Alexis M. Lott and you are doing life with Lex. I cannot wait to see you soon.